0: To hold in my hands a podcast that contains such power. That power would put me up above the
1: gods. And through the sounds of audio I shall have that power.
0: Audio audiophiles, you're listening to The Sirens of Audio, the podcast that explores the universe of Doctor Who and the audio medium. I'm Dwayne and I'm coming at you from the wilds of Tasmania and in the slums of Sydney is...
1: It's Philip, suffering the uh, dreadful slums of Sydney and we have two <laughs> cases at the moment so it's pretty tough here. Really? Yeah, it's been, public... a, been a yeah. while since there's
0: been any cases.
1: I know, we've had anyway. to um, go back to wearing masks on public transport. But uh, Today's
0: on Sunday Okay Well on this episode of the Sirens of Audio We're going to be talking podcasts We're not going to be talking any specific stories We're going to be talking other podcasts that uh, that we enjoy And we're going to talk about the ones that we like We've got a few picks each But to join us uh, on that from the Type 40 podcast is Dan Hadley
2: How are you Dan? Hello, gentlemen. Hello, sirens, I should say. Thanks for having me. This is really, really exciting. I love podcasts. I love your podcast, and I love talking about podcasts. You just love talking, Dan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell us us a bit bit about the Dan Hadley story. Give it to us, and and tell us a bit about uh, your podcast.
2: Well, I was born at a young age. And no, <laughs> I'm the host of uh, Type 40, which is a Doctor Who podcast, which uh, myself and my friends put together as the space book for the Fandom Podcast Network. And we've been doing that since 2018. It's uh, kind of. What's happened. the Fandom Podcast Network? That's a, a network, a whole network of fabulous podcasts. I've got to go into the sales pitch now. A whole network of fabulous podcasts, most of them based around genre entertainment. So there's a Star Wars show, there's a Star Trek show. In fact, there's two Star Trek shows. There's a regular movie show every week and uh, things of, other shows about things like Alfred Hitchcock and other deeper dives. But all of it is geared around movies and TV hosted by a whole array of people literally from all over the world. So it's a very international network. And the shows are uh, really entertaining. If I say so myself, I've always uh, considered, it, considered it a great privilege to be uh to be part of the fandom podcast network and they've uh, yes yeah, so i produced the show for them they distribute it and uh, yes yeah, so we're, we're sort of associated affiliated with them but we've also got our own feed as well we're we're on various podcatchers as as type 40 a doctor who podcast so so you so people can subscribe to the entire network and get a feed full of all these all, all these wonderful shows because you do find don't you that people who are into one genre are often into another so you can do that or if it's just the Doctor Who stuff, then there's a, a separate feed for Type Forty as well.
0: Okay, and you do a for Type Forty has a live feed on
2: YouTube as well, don't you? That's right. Yes, so I, I run the this Type Forty a Doctor Who podcast, which has been going since 2018, and uh, we yeah, we sort of dipped our toes a little bit into YouTube because we had a lot of our audience. Some of the feedback we were getting was yeah we love the show, but we wish it was easy to get, and and why aren't you on YouTube? So we started putting some material out on YouTube, just 10 or 15-minute things, because uh, I, never, I, never, I was never interested in video. You know, I, I love audio. I love everything about audio, uh, uh, both with drama and with the spoken word and, and interviews and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, i yeah, sort of fallen into YouTubing, really. And we started out doing just 10-minute videos, then half an hour videos. And then before we knew it, it sort of metamorphosized into a sister show called Type 40 Live. Which we run in sort of blocks of seasons, completely live. Uh, so it's all <laughs> it, can, it can get a little lively as well and unplanned. It's one of those shows where anything can happen, and that's myself and a group of a group of friends and people we invite in really to lark about with us, usually for a couple of hours. And, and talk about various subjects. So, yeah, we've got, we've got the podcast, which is very sort of purpose-built, and a traditional podcast, which is kind of uh, interviews and features and all that sort of thing. But we, uh, we, we don't do news on the podcast because what I've found is that, obviously, news can kind of data show. That's how I always view it. We don't do news on the, on the podcast at all because what we find is that when people go to the podcast feed, they often download three or four or more in a great chunk and news mm. dates doesn't it the very nature of news but over on type 40 live on the spacebook's youtube channel yeah we we uh, whatever news stories have broken that week myself and my friends we we bounce them around a little bit and see how we feel about it and because it's always on youtube in front of a live chat so you've got you've got the interactive quality as well the interactive feature so you can talk back to other fans who may maybe they're doing the washing up or they or they're driving the car Probably not advisable. They watch us while they're driving, but we do sometimes get that. But you've got that sort of uh, that two-way thing. So you think, okay, this is what we think. What do you think? And I, I love that too. It keeps you, keeps you on your toes. A real challenge to, a, to a, a broadcaster, to a podcaster doing it live. And you do a Blake 7 podcast too? Uh, yes, I'm also the, the host and producer of Teleport, a Blake 7 podcast. And that's something we just put out as the space book obviously Blake 7 is a little more of a niche show than Doctor Who it's not, not so widely known but it's got just as devoted a fan base and uh, it's a, a show that I've been watching since I was again, since I was like five or six years old uh, Teleport's quite a new show only started a few months ago and i uh, I made a few of them just to see if people would like them. So uh, the general the general feedback is that people do like it. and People want to talk about it some more. People want to hear some more. So I'm going to be recording some new teleports also soon. So I record those in a block. Yes, yeah, so where? Because we've it's got, going got some quite well. Got some big uh,
0: Blake Seven news over the next couple of months, haven't we? With these new uh, releases from Big Finish, dealing with yeah. Avalon, the character Avalon. And, uh, some it's of the a ways very of exciting
2: time, very exciting time to be a Blake 7 fan, probably the probably the most exciting time that it's been since the VHS tapes came out. And it's all down <laughs> to all down to Big Finish and John Ainsworth and everything that, that uh, the uh, the cast and creatives there are doing with it is really exciting. I,
0: I think it's down to Babe and the Butcher being back.
2: <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, he's going <laughs> to love that, isn't he? Colin's <laughs> going to eat the microphone playing that part. Absolutely. I love a bit of
1: Blake Seven, so yeah, it's one of my favourite shows after Doctor Who. Blake Seven. So we we'll have
2: to get get you on teleport. You have, have to return the favour. Come and come and teleport onto our flight deck.
1: There you go. I'd love to. <laughs>
2: now, since
0: we're going to be talking about uh, different podcasts that we like, it's now yeah. time for the Sirens of Audio to introduce a brand new flashcast that we've put together, with uh, a bit of help from our friend Rob Irwin from the Doctor Who show. It's a flashcard, a flash cast called uh, Big Finish from the Beginning and the reason we were inspired to put this together and thankfully Rob's agreed to to do it is that he started blogging about the fact that he started he has started uh, listening to Big Finish the monthly range right from the start so we're going to be talking with him as he's going through the range uh, getting his feedback on some of the stories and we're going to throw in episode one of that flash cast right here.
1: Many of you would know the Doctor Who Show podcast. Uh, it's one of the staples that I always listen to uh, month by month and it's getting a bit more active in terms of adding a few different bits and pieces along the way. But Rob and Dave have been entertaining me for the last, I don't know, about 12, 18 months or so. i discovered them by accident. I've gone back to listen to lots of stuff and we're very privileged to have Rob along with us today because Rob's embarking on a special journey. G'day, Rob, how are you going? Hello, Philip. I'm going very well here from a very wet Sydney. It is a bit wet, Sydney. Um, it's 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 nice having someone in the same city as me when I'm actually talking to because usually they're not. <laughs> as we went,
0: you'll live, Philip.
1: We will. So, thanks, for coming on, Rob. So, tell us about this journey you've decided to embark on and why.
3: Yeah, you'd think this was something I should have done a year ago when COVID hit and we were all at home for so long and I, I didn't do it at all. Uh, but recently I thought, you know what, I should finally listen to all the big finish audios I have because I've been collecting, well, hard copy ones, particularly the McGann ones for a long, long time, almost since they started coming out. And through sales and things, I've collected a good Well, the first hundred easily and a good chunk of 100 to 200 as well. And I thought, I've got to start listening to this sometime, otherwise I'm going to be dead. And uh, so I I started on the journey and I thought, you know, the only way to do this for real is to to start at number one and just work through. Even though I've heard some of them before, particularly the McGann ones, I'm just starting at one, working through. So where did you start this, uh, this Mammoth task? when oh gosh about a, a month or two ago now so I've, I've worked my way through the first 20 something as we talk here today
1: okay so our, our aim is to just to check in with you now and then just to see how the journey's going to have a look at the list that you're doing I know you're, you're a bit of a list man what, what are you expecting to discover on this journey have, have you got any expectations
3: I really wanted to hear the Colin stuff because everyone talks about the Colin stuff and how Colin is so much better. And he has this companion called Evelyn and she's amazing. And, you know, that's what I'd heard about. And I hadn't actually listened to a lot of Colin on Big Finish. When I'd listened to Big Finish, I'd again listen to the McGanns mostly and then the Davo type stuff because I'm a big Davo fan. And maybe some McCoy, not many. Colin was like the the forgotten doctor here even though I'd heard such good things for well pretty much two decades now.
0: Why has it taken so long? I
3: have too many
0: interests
3: (laughs) is is the short answer I have way too many interests and even when I'd be driving to work and that's the prime time to listen to stuff uh, they'd be competing with podcasts and there's a million of those I listen to and they'd be competing with you know what we used to call books on tape but now I guess they just call them audio (laughs) books And that sort of thing and they just didn't get a run and every time i think about starting i think i think i I want to start at the start and I, i think you know that's quite a big commitment and i wouldn't want to take that first step and so when i actually took this first step recently it's now started to flow for me and i've made my way through the first 10 the first 20 i'm working through the next 10 and it's been pretty easy once i started but like most things you've got to actually start and put your foot in the pool
0: And being a list maker, you've been been blogging about it as you go. Where can we find that?
3: It's a little blog I do at policebox.net, a weird little site I have where I got the domain a while back. And I thought, what am I going to do here? And I thought, I'll do a Doctor Who site, and that didn't work. I'll do a site just about Devo. That didn't work. I'll do... (laughs) And I had all these different thoughts. I almost did an audio site once, like audio comics, all the type of things that aren't Doctor Who on television. Kind of what Doctor Who, uh, Too Hot for TV, that podcast, kind of what they do actually now. None of it worked because I'm just too busy with the podcast. So what this site is, is almost not Doctor Who stuff. Only the big finish stuff on there is the Doctor Who stuff. Uh, Everything else is movies I'm watching, TV I'm watching, stuff that's a million miles away from Doctor Who on the whole. Although sometimes, you know, if it's got a Doctor Who connection, I might mention that.
1: Okay, well, we look forward to seeing... You. This is One of the questions we like to ask our guests is how they first got connected to Doctor Who. So, why are you a Doctor Who fan?
3: Ooh, probably my big brother. I have an older brother. He's 10 years older than me. So, when I was three or four, I think he tried showing me the show. This was in the late 70s, and the theme music came on, Tom Baker credits. I ran away from the TV screaming. So, that's probably... <laughs> my first exposure to Doctor Who then later in the 80s when I was older he would uh, uh, be taping it off television and and give me the tapes I would then go and watch episodes in the afternoon myself and I slowly but surely got into it and probably around 86 I became a fan that's where I draw the line in the sand because I bought Doctor Who monthly and I thought this is a very fanish thing to be doing I think I'm a fan now so mostly my older brother but then me buying Dwim was, uh, was it I think.
1: Great. And where can people catch your podcast?
3: Oh, well, you can stream it straight from our site, which is uh, thedwshow.net. Or you can find us on Twitter at thedwshow or on facebook.com forward slash thedwshow. We try to just use that name sort of everywhere. Uh, yeah, but yeah, streaming it off the, the website is probably the easiest if people don't want to subscribe, don't want to dip their toe. <laughs> and and you've got three things happening now. What are the three things? Oh, well, we have the main show, what we would call the flagship show. That That's what we've done for years now, about six years now. That's a hour, hour and a half long show that comes out every month. But we're also doing two 20-minute shows. Uh, one is called The List Makers, where we make lists because, hey, as long as there have been Doctor Who fans, there have been Doctor Who fans making lists. Uh, and we, we have a topic each month that might be, you know, our top five uh, companion departures, it might be uh, our top five worst special effects, whatever. Uh, and we just we give our lists and then we riff on it for 20 minutes. The other one we make is called uh, Primary Sources, and that's where I take old episodes, oh, that's where I take old issues, I should say, of Doctor Who magazine, and I read the letters page to somebody, and that can spark some you know conversation they might want to answer directly to the letter and comment on what the letter said or they might take a theme from the letter or they might even just take the year the letter was written and then riff on something completely different so that can go all over the place as well and that's about a 20 minute show as well we find people like the shorter stuff uh, as well as the uh the flagship
1: show brilliant well people can check that out and we're going to have you back real soon to talk about your first 10 episodes first 10 stories of Big Finish. So we look forward to chatting to you about that first list you've got. Fantastic.
3: So we're
0: looking forward to the next uh, next episode of Big Finish from the Beginning with Rob Irwin. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you doing that. And uh, guys, usually uh, it's just Philip and I doing this, but uh, Dan, I suspect yes. that uh, I see a rabbit hole up ahead as well. Here we go. <laughs> G'day files. I'm coming at you from the Sirens of Audio editing suite where I'm putting this current episode that you're watching or listening to together and since we recorded this uh, a few weeks ago I've been thinking hard about the topic that we ended up discussing, which related in part to what was going on in the world of Doctor Who in relation to Noel Clark, and then subsequently John Barrowman. But on thinking about it and hearing lots more podcasts with uh, plenty of Doctor Who fans talking about the subject, I thought it's just something you probably don't want to hear fans talking about on a podcast again. That's not what you've come here to listen to. Um, Do you think our opinion is important? I don't think our opinion at the end of the day is that important on on this topic. It will only be important if you're the type of person to go, well, I'm going to listen to them if they think my way, and I'm going to stop listening to them if they don't think my way. So I thought I would hijack this rabbit hole and get us back onto the topic because we did talk for about half an hour on on this subject and we went off on various tangents that the three of us as three middle-aged fans with kids were interested in the tangents that this subject took us on i don't think that those particular tangents in relation to kids um would be of any interest to doctor who fans so i'm going to spare you from that I'm going to get us out of that rabbit hole, stop you going all the way in. I'm going to take us back up, and we're going to get back to talking about some of our favourite podcasts right now. Shall we get out of this rabbit hole? Yes. Let's get out. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) All right. So what we're here to talk about uh, on a more lighthearted note is some of our favourite podcasts. How do you want to do this, guys? Do you want to go one at a time round the table, or should we just go our whole bunch at once? What do you want to do? I'll. You choose.
2: You're the host. <laughs> so are you, Philip. I'm Phillip. easy either way.
0: All right, let's let's do all of all of our um, listed at, at once because I've got them all in front of me, and I'll I'll forget sure. if it goes around the table. So, um, <laughs> Philip, let's start with you.
1: Start with me, okay? Um, so I don't know how much you want me to say. Let me. Uh, so the first podcast I ever listened to um, on any station at all started in 2014. That's Flight Through Entirety. So I don't think, in 2014, I wasn't listening to a podcast. I don't think I even knew they existed. And I just remember sitting, um, actually there was a Doctor Who event in Sydney, and I was sitting over lunch, chatting with Nathan Bottomley, and he said he'd just started a podcast. And I went, what's that? Um, and so <laughs> downloaded it, and since then I've subscribed to it, and listened to every episode. So Flythrough Through Entirely, for those who don't know, is an um, Australian Doctor Who podcast uh, it, start, it was started by a guy called Brendan, Brendan, and he got together, uh, he's uh, a couple of mates, so Nathan and uh, Richard, and the three of them decided they were going to work through every Doctor Who show from beginning to end, um, originally just a classic series, and discuss it. When they started, they did half a season at a time, so it was sort of you know, huge chunks of episodes, and they, you know, it went for an hour and a half to two hours for these podcasts, Um, later on I think with John Percy they decided to cut it down just do um, one story at a time Um, later they were joined by Todd um, and so that's how they did the whole classic series it's a detailed deep dive usually quite entertaining um, usually factually factually accurate occasionally they throw in a few things which I think they've made up but (laughs) don't we all Um, and then when they got the classic run (laughs) when they got the classic run um Brendan decided he didn't have the energy to keep going the same way anymore, so Nathan took it over, and it changed format slightly. They still look episode by episode, um, so story by story, but uh, Nathan now sort of chairs a, a panel of people who come on and off so that they don't have the same people for the whole season. And so they, they don't make a big fuss of the guests. People just come on and talk. so That's the main thing. They also do a thing called Jodie and Terror when the show's on at the moment, which is um, discussing the Jodie episodes when they come on. So that's that's the one. So they, they've, also got a,
0: they've also got a podcast called Bondfinger as well. So they, they talk a lot about uh the James Bond films plus some of the Avengers episodes as well. Yes, the Bondfingers
1: so are, are commentaries. And I mostly must admit, commentary. Is it all commentary? Yeah, so they, they they play the movie and then they talk over the movie about stuff. Okay. Um and they they occasionally do that with some of the Doctor Who episodes too. I must confess it, I don't like those episodes. Um, Part of the reason why I actually enjoy Fly Through Time is it's structured, it's deep, it's intelligent, and so it works through topics logically. When you're just watching through a show and raising stuff that comes up at the time, often it doesn't get dealt with enough depth or it moves on before you finish talking. Because
2: they're on to the next moment on screen and and somebody wants to get something else out.
1: That's right. And I know a lot of people love the commentary episodes, but this is not my thing.
2: Um, so this flight through flight through entirety, do yeah. they? Does the conversation? Is it quite structured, or does it just sort of roll and go wherever?
1: They've all done their research, and it's, it does kind of roll and go wherever, but um, it's kind of moderated. So, yeah, it's, it's 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 not a tight structure, but they'll always be talking about themes and characters and actors and. And things along the way.
2: I've not I've never heard that show. I mean I love the title. I love the title Bondfinger even more actually, guys, if you are <laughs> listening. That's genius. <laughs> love that. But I would say there are three types of podcasts really. There's the um there's the the part work where it's sort of we're gonna make our way through this, that and the other, or we're gonna listen to everything in or or, or watch everything in whatever order. There's the part work. There's the ramble where people spend anywhere between two and sometimes three hours talking about a topic, but just letting it go wherever and keeping the mic running. Or there's the sort of a lifestyle show, which is more about sort of merch and chemistry and and sort of now and that immediate sort of hour and 10 minutes. But I think there's a, a Venn diagram too, where those things sort of cross over, all three of those things cross over. So I was trying to work out where Flight Through Entirety figured in that. It sounds like a bit of a ramble. But a bit, of, a bit of a part work as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's still well edited, so it doesn't go for too long, um, and, and and they do really control the structure quite well. So it it does you know, cover things. If, if I'm, if, yeah, you know, when I'm feeling like a, a deep dive into a Doctor Who show, um, I've got my complete Doctor Who, you know, the history of Doctor Who book that I read, you know, that, that in depth. I listen to a flight through entirety episode and I watch it, and that's usually me doing a, a deep dive is what I'll do um, for that.
0: I only discovered them a few years ago, and uh, I can't remember how I discovered them. But we both know these guys because they're based in Sydney, where 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 we were back in the early days of our fandom, and uh, so we all know each other. So it was it was good to hear their voices. But when I discovered them, uh, I I binged them for every time because I was working where I, in a in a place where I could have headphones. So I binged flight through entirety for about five months and got so far behind in all my big finishes. But it was their fault. Their fault. So really enjoyable stuff. Oh,
2: wow. Praise indeed. I've got to put this on my list then. Yeah, very funny <laughs> often.
1: them. Um, so another Australian podcast I listen to is New To Who um, with Colin, Daniel, Stephen, and sometimes one of the girlfriends. Uh, New To Who is uh, a podcast. They've only done about 27 episodes so far. They started off just picking what they thought was the best Doctor Who episodes for someone who's not watched Doctor Who before. So for classics... So it's anyone who's new to Who, um, they start off with the rule it could only be four episodes long. Um, it had to be complete, so just things that people get into. They've now broken those rules several times because they've decided <laughs> other shows are better than just the four episode ones. Um, but that was, yeah, that's just another deep dive, um, and they have a spoiler free, you know, a spoiler free section and a spoiler section. Um, but yeah, those lads do a fun job, so I always enjoy that. So just keep going. Sounds good. Uh, um, I, I
0: I wanted to mention that there are quite a few of these new to who style podcasts out there now that I've discovered that are starting up uh, yeah. a, a little bit all over the place. Um, but if you want a really good quality one, um, well, I, I think most podcasts I listen to are, are pretty good, especially if they're brand new. I always give them a crack. Um, but new to who... I can't even speak. It's getting too late now. New to who is very 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 professional sounding and i like their opinions um and definitely well
2: worth if you haven't heard that give it a crack i have heard some of these but not many of them i did i did like it i just yeah i think i just haven't gone back to it for a little while so i'll yeah again yeah i'll make sure that's in the in the podcatcher
1: yeah they have a few little cute sections the one i like the best is they have a um they look at the cliffhangers and decide whether they're crackers or clangers. Um, yeah, does a cliffhanger work or See, not?
2: that's my sense of humour I respond to this kind of thing I love I love a gimmick and that sounds like a good gimmick
1: Yeah, crackers and clangers uh, So, at the moment I'm just doing a strange podcast One more, Doctor Who show uh, with Rob and Dave uh, It's been going for oh, a man. long time but I only discovered actually I discovered it through the back door um, I discovered it because I was listening to a podcast on The Goodies which took me to a podcast on Blake Seven which then took me to a podcast on Doctor Who. So I actually went through <laughs> a back door. Even though the Doctor Who show was the original show and then they've spun off and done some other things, I went through it backwards. Um, so they've got their monthly flagship show, uh, which it does start with some news, so it you know, does date, Dan. Um, but it, they actually re- record it within a couple of days, it comes out. So if you're listening to it on, on the day it released, the, the news up to date. Yeah, that's, um,
2: that's the reason that I don't do news is because I, I, sometimes I record them. I don't put them out for six or eight weeks. It depends on when, when the guests or the team are, are available. So it's partly, it's partly a preference, personal preference for me, partly a, uh, a practical thing. <laughs> yeah, tell
1: me about it. Um, and then I guess the main things they do for their monthly shows, they have a topic and topics can vary all sorts of things. So the last one was um, doing new Who doctors in classic stories. So, you know, which, you know, where would you put David Tennant in a classic story? They've done, they do all of season six. They do, they do stories for Doctor Who Virgins, which was, I guess, a bit like New to Who. Uh, they talk about the changing face of conventions, fan reactions, early worlds. Um, so they have a whole heap of different topics that they cover as a monthly thing. Um, you know, they look at Cybermen stories, the best Cyberman stories. Um, so always a lot of variety there. Um, but in the last, this year, they've started two... Um, much shorter podcasts one called Primary Sources, where they get a where um, it's, um, it's Rob isn't it? Rob gets a guest in and yep. he has picked out four or five articles from a particular year often from Doctor Who Magazine and he just reads out some letters and then they just discuss the topic that comes up from the letters so that's quite interesting and then they've also just started now a, a new one called The List Makers where they come up with their best five or worst five to arrange topics that they pull out of a hat so yeah, and they they do some special ones, special stuff as well, like on the Mandalorian and Picard. Um, so yeah, that's that's the boys from New from um, the Doctor Who show.
2: I love that show. I've heard quite a few of those. Really inventive and and, uh, and fun. Listen, I think, or, or and even the the uh, the shorter ones that they've just started doing too. You know, they've got the same energy. I, I really like it.
1: I think I think part of the appeal too is the fact that. Uh, both Rob and Dave love the show and although that they have things to criticise they don't attack the show and so it's, it's some, some podcasts I listen to can be very negative all the time yeah. um, and so I think well if you don't love the show yeah, you can't find good things at all in it then why are you listening where well, these guys always yeah. find and so it's, it's funny when they do disagree it's such a nice disagreement um, oh you think that do you <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. which is always fun Um can I, so, before you
0: <clears throat> before you go on, um, I just want to read some feedback that was left by Rob from the Doctor Who show. Um, he He posted some comments about podcasting. Um, and he does wax quite lyrically uh, on this, so I'll read it out before we go on to the next one. Um, he says I'll, I'll tell you the things I look for in any podcast, not just in the Doctor Who space, although the minute I say these things, someone whose podcast breaks or one or more of these will will get the sulks. It's okay. It's okay, Rob. You can say it. Uh, number one, short intro music. It's not TV. A long intro isn't needed. If the listeners sitting there or skipping forward through some boring intro or a me one me two segment uh, uh, every episode, there's a problem. Uh... Number two, cut to the chase. There are some podcasts where the five to ten minutes where five to ten minutes go by and they haven't even introduced what they're supposed to be talking about let alone started talking about it. Respect the time people are generously giving you. Number three, edit, edit, edit. Not every word you say is golden. Oh, I don't know about that. You can lose stuff. If you repeat the same thing twice in the space of a minute or two, cut one of them out. If someone forgets the name of a story and ums and ahs for 10 seconds before they remember, uh, cut it out. I'm a classic for that one. A good edit is also respectful of the audience's time. Instead of suggesting, yeah, we had a conversation and, Uploaded it, didn't do anything else to make it listener friendly because it's more about us having a conversation than it is about the listeners enjoying it. Number four, keep the overall show short. Look, I listen to hardcore history that sometimes does five hour episodes, but that's hugely research quality stuff. It's more like listening to an audiobook, but a podcast that's just two or three people rambling on. Entering its third hour or whatever is just nonsense. I think an hour is optimal for most podcasts, and if that becomes an hour and 20, fine, but not much more. Fortunately, I think we've stuck within that time frame most of the time. (laughs) Uh, Five, team size. That's hugely subjective, Rob says. I think a pair is best, as it feels like a tennis match, the conversation being lobbed back and forth with no interruptions. A trio can work well in some scenarios, hopefully this one, Dan uh, but once we start hitting four five six people trying to talk at the same, same time, I tune out it becomes messy. no one gets to say what they want to say and they generally make up the longer podcasts out there so two for me uh, they're my big one big ones not expecting you to read this on the show by any means to wait as if I wouldn't Rob as if I wouldn't but it might give some food for thought in the discussion overall um, Then he goes on and he wanted to post again and he says, Actually, I'll say more, specifically about what makes a good Doctor Who podcast. It's the USP, or Unique Selling Point. Now, we all know there's nothing new under the sun, less of all in Doctor Who podcasts, but the more a podcast can find its niche, the more I think it can find a decent audience. You guys see that by going for the big finish market. Another might see it for going for the female market. Too Hot for TV does everything but TV episodes, so although being a slight competitor to you... By talking Big Finish, they're also talking novels and comics, too, and so on. I think the mistake 80% of Doctor Who podcasts make is thinking, what will we do? I know, let's review old episodes, which dozens and dozens of podcasts already do. Um, even if someone considers themselves a complete Doctor Who savant, who's more interested, interesting to listen to than the love child of Stephen Fry and Clive James, they're unlikely to cut through <laughs> to any large degree at this stage in the game. This is why we for example hardly ever review a story i think we've done that twice in over six years it doesn't yeah, make we, our approach we
2: don't we don't do that on type 40 very often either
0: yeah um it doesn't make our approach unique by any means but it's certainly different to the majority of let's review stories podcasts and that's why we do it so yeah usb is important and i think it's often overlooked overlooked i think uh, people get carried away with wanting to make something and just leap at the lowest hanging fruit without really thinking about whether they've got something interesting or whether it's just more of what's already saturated the market. That said, best of luck to anyone having a crack at making anything. There are worse pastimes than this one. Thank you for that uh, novel, Rob, and I'm glad to get it out. <laughs> um, I I will disagree slightly with the last point there about someone wanting to put a podcast out, just getting anything out there. I think, personally, I think that's a good way to get started if you want to do something why not why not start doing something you can always improve on it if you listen to episodes the first episodes of the sirens of audio um you'll notice uh, that i've been trying to improve throughout the whole the whole range of episodes right From the start, so. it's
2: a learning curve isn't it gentlemen like any mm. creative endeavor even even me coming into an established network, you know, I had a great deal of support when I joined the Fandom Podcast Network. And, you know, I was given, given sort of tuition. I was a, an apprentice, really. And so I was, I was able to benefit immediately from their experience. I mean, particularly uh, Kyle Wagner and Norman C. Lau. Norman, Norman is now one of the main hosts on Mission Log, which is arguably the best Star Trek podcast in the entire world. The one that's actually made by, by Roddenberry's. And so I listened to those guys because they've been there and, and done it, but they they sort of encouraged me to bring a lot of myself through as well. They they empowered me even even a man at that time in his uh, in his late thirties, you know it's it, that kind of that kind of relationship. And I think that that um it's an immensely creative space, and obviously it's a very lively space. There's a lot of shows out there, as, as Rob was saying, it's difficult to be difficult to be distinctive but I think it. what it reminds me of guys is the old thing from decades past where people would have the radio ham, uh, the Tony Hancock thing, you know like a radio, like CB radios and things like that. I think it's I think it's a kind of uh, I think those are its ancestors almost, but here we have a a more likeliness that people will actually fingers crossed be listening
0: (laughs) And unfortunately, one of the drawbacks of the pandemic in terms of podcasting has been that there's been all these creatives around that are usually making TV shows and other professional radio shows and going, let's make a podcast now because there's nothing else to do. (laughs) And they're popping up
2: everywhere. I've noticed, noticed, not on everybody, not on at all. I've noticed, uh, what's his name, the guy from... Rob Bryden from Gavin and Stacey, he's got one out now. Dave, Davey bloody tenant too. As if we could compete with that. Come on, DT, <laughs> play the game. Don't stay, stay in your own lane, mate. Stay in your own lane. Now, um, I was listening to some of stuff, Rob. I agree with him about run times. I, I would, I believe that the sweet spot is an hour and a quarter to an hour and twenty minutes. There you go. There's, there's a tip from a guy who's been doing it a few years. Too. I, I, I agree with that. And uh, the theme music thing, I don't know. It depends how good your theme is, Rob. Type 40's got the very, very best theme in Doctor Who podcasts. I will, of course it has. <laughs> I will not ever lay like, claim to anything else confidently. But, yeah, if you've not heard it, Type 40 has got the best of the Doctor Who themes. People need to hear that theme tune in full, everybody. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you think you've got one better and you're listening to this show, Bring it on. I want to hear it, and I'll let you know whether you're right. But you, I think it's more than likely you're going to be wrong. My theme has been composed by the immensely talented, and now, yeah, he's charted in the UK pop charts about three weeks ago. The fantastic Problem Being composes all the music for Type 40. We're very lucky to have him. There you go. Another plug. <laughs> what were you saying? I've seen, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I've,
0: I've seen Problem Being's name pop up on, uh, on various live feeds that I've watched
2: before so yeah he's just yeah. just had a, a a record in the charts uh, a, a, a mashup sort of dance track and all the proceeds went to a mental health charity as well it was a, a charity record did did really really well we we're all really proud of him the people who know him
0: was there anything that stood out to you from rob's comments um philip or was it too long just, ago
1: justin should edit them down keep editing the- <laughs> shorter shorter shorter
0: the comments <laughs>
1: Practice
2: what you preach, Rob. Edit, edit your comments as well as your show. Of course, and he's, he's absolutely right. I mean, I, I'm editing, even if you're lucky enough out there to be on a network where people will do edit the shows for you as a podcaster, I would say that every podcaster should have a go at editing their own show a few times because it, it teaches you so much about about the way that you perform, the way that we all communicate too. So, yeah. Do you get I, I yours done for you? Free. I don't now. Not now I produce it myself, but I used to, yeah. Oh, wow. Well. I edit it all myself now. And again, it's a, editing is a learning curve in itself. I think there's, there are several to, to most creative projects, I suppose, but there are loads to podcasting. Because it's a kind of an out-of-body thing. I, I don't think I edit anybody more ruthlessly than I do myself when I'm doing the editing.
0: <laughs> yeah. For sure.
2: What was your last one? Have you got one or two uh, more to go? For two
1: it? more. So I'm just going go quick. All of Time and Space, yep. which I've started listening to see recently, Mark and Ian, plus a guest. And they, they embark on that great journey as well of every show in order. Um, but they've actually started by doing every show rather than doing entire seasons, and that's been lots of fun. Um Yeah, I don't always agree with what they're saying, but it's good to hear things that you don't always agree with. That actually that's, brought, you've that you've I,
0: still in, been invited on, Philip, so that's good.
1: You don't have to hate because you disagree with something. You can just actually listen to it and think, yeah. I don't agree with that. And and think, and think it, it actually can make you ponder and change how you think. Um, yeah. Like yeah <laughs> believe it or not. Um, and the last one I'm just going to mention Tony Haddock's Time Travels. Um, so he's got a new podcast that he's just started. Um, there's only one that I listen to, though. So he's got Happy Times and Places, which is him just talking about life and what makes him happy in some topic about Doctor Who oh no it's not Happy sometimes places places uh, a friend of his watches the episode and tells them what they like about it and he tries and guesses it but yeah, yeah. it's okay and indefinable magic is him talking about some topic, random Doctor Who topic they're okay but I'm actually enjoying too much information which is actually a um, I don't know it's about an hour and a half talking about a 20 minute Doctor Who episode in unbelievable detail
2: Sounds like Toby. Sounds, sounds a lot like Toby. I used, to be on the, I, I used to be on the same fanzine as as Toby back in the early 90s. We used to both, he was a writer and I was the main artist on a fanzine called Enlightenment. So I know oh, yeah. Toby a little from back then. Yeah, and I'm not surprised he'd have a podcast called Too Much Information. Man, that man can talk even more than I can. I, I don't think I've heard all of those, but he's a, he's a very gifted podcaster, obviously yeah. an incredible comedian.
1: Well what do you think that's you know, it's it's just him. He has no no one else on. He just talks. Um but yeah, the, the detail is it's just astounding and the things he brings out and it goes into every single character you know, actor's life in the finest detail about when they were born and where they moved to and but it's how he tells the stories are so fascinating, so. But he really like unbelievable detail. That's one for you.
0: Okay. I might um read a couple of more comments out from my request on our group page for podcast feedback. And this is one from Thomas Denham. I think Thomas is in Melbourne. Correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas. Um, He says, uh, not quite who, so he's not recommending a podcast, but very heavily inspired by the works of Big Finish and patted with numerous Doctor Who nuances. I do a full cast audio drama series called The Glam Gizmo, which includes Simon Fisher-Becker in the guest cast. So and he leaves a link there too. I'll, I might put it put that in the show notes because I know you've been pretty um, interactive with us on our group page. So um, I did listen to a bit of that uh, the other day. Um, I, the the problem with with uh, fan made stuff or amateur stuff or other stuff that's even professional but free is that time becomes an issue with with me. There's so much stuff coming out from Big Finish and and a few other things that I listen to time time is a is a hard one for me have you, have you heard much of the
2: fan audios that are out there dan or philip i try to i i do and i know several people who are involved in making them i've, I've just spoken to dominic martin who's uh, doctor who remnants has just come out and yeah even though i know dom i haven't even had a chance to listen to that but uh, i'm immensely uh I admire, admire these people who can who can do this. You know, it's the same with big finish create soundscapes, and and act and put that much that much creativity into that format. It, it takes my breath away. That some of the storytelling on on fan audio stuff I don't listen to as much as I'd like to, and it's partly exactly as you've said, Dwayne. I've got so much audio to listen to, but I'll certainly be bookmarking any suggestions that come up for, uh, now in the show. Or, or later on through through your Facebook presence, yeah.
0: One that I did listen to recently was an audio version of The Dark Dimension that was put out recently on YouTube. I think it might have been taken down now. I think I might have seen somewhere, but I did get to hear it. Uh, very, very good quality stuff. They've got someone in there yeah. doing Tom Baker better than Tom Baker, almost, and... Um, yeah, that so, was Billy it's- Garrett.
2: Billy Garrett's production. The BBC yeah, did right. ask him to take that down, didn't they? And did they before I Is before the- I got a chance to hear it? Apparently, it was excellent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the that, BBC, it was. It was
0: very good. So maybe it's a compliment if the BBC asked you to take it down. Maybe that's uh, that's an yeah. indication of the quality.
2: <laughs> well done, Billy.
0: Very good. All right. So I think I'll read one more comment from Phil Markham. He goes, "I enjoy your podcast very much." Uh the best podcast though is Radio Free Scarrow. It was the first podcast I ever heard. So it was his first love in podcasting Radio Free Scaro.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> probably I it's probably important that on a show like this that we do at least name check the three who rule because Radio Free Scarrow is an incredibly important show, isn't it? And uh innovative. And everything those three guys do, uh you can't but but respect such a big contribution. And, uh, yeah, but they, they're so established, so I haven't chosen them either. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, a salute to the three who rule for Radio Free Scarif for the uh, the consistency of that show.
0: Yeah, I think I, th- I threw one on the other day and it was something like episode 890-something <laughs> that, they, that yeah. they list every time. And, yeah, I, I, I hesitated putting the episode numbers on our podcast because i thought oh, if we do go that long it'll be sort of gets a bit out of control perhaps but um it is handy to know if you want to refer back to something you can just say episode such and such back so but yeah when you get to that many boy they've been going they're pretty dedicated aren't they
2: yeah and i think with the with the numbering i do hear that sometimes why number your podcasts i think well the thing is if we don't Apple podcasts and various podcasters insist they do it for you, so we may as well number them. <laughs> is how yeah. I look at it.
0: Uh, speaking of Radio Free Scar, that's um, is that Stephen behind that one? Stephen Shapansky.
2: Stephen, yeah, Stephen Shapansky.
0: Okay, so Warren, he, Warren
2: and Chris are the other two. Yeah, friends.
0: he's he's involved um, in, in loosely with another podcast um, who is mentioned here by. Uh, let me see. Uh, Catherine Sullivan, she left some feedback. She's actually a writer from South Australia. So hi, Catherine. Thanks for your feedback. And she writes that her favourite is the Verity podcast. Um, she also mentions a new one that started up called Sledgehammer, which is hosted by Paul Ebbs. I listened to a bit of that today. It's really good. He's, he's got Martin Day on. So it's writers talking about writing, uh, which is really interesting. I asked why... Catherine likes Verity and she said it has good discussions with always positive and thoughtful things said. And I, I haven't listened to Verity for a little while, but I was listening quite regularly there for some at some stage a while back. And, um, yeah, I, I did enjoy their stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Dan, your picks.
2: Oh, Okay. Me. Ah, right. Where should we start? Start with number one. Um, Yeah, I've been listening to podcasts for, how long could it be? About 12 years, off and on. And I first found them kind of accidentally. I think I saw a link to something on a website. It said download. I think when I hit download, I wasn't entirely sure what would happen or where it would go. (laughs) Or what I would do with it and how I would listen to this thing. But I just know that it sounded interesting. And I think by that point, I've always been a big fan of Ricky Gervais. And Ricky Gervais was working, he was innovating in podcasting too. I think he's, he's broken a lot of ground with very <laughs> creative and instrumental in the success of podcasting internationally, I think. Uh, uh, but yeah, over the years, I've had, my, my listening habits have sort of changed. And there are some shows that obviously have, uh, have ceased uh, former favourites that, uh, that the hosts, you know, they politely retire for whatever reason, sometimes for family reasons, because you know everyday pressures, they do sometimes bear on us, don't, don't they? When we're making these shows, I'm thinking particularly of Who on Who. Do you remember that one, where Marty mm-hmm. and David would review? They would review DVDs as, as they sort of came out. Father and son, and I was like that. I I like the the dynamics there, the uniqueness of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I what I found is that the ones that I've that have stayed with me for longest. Have tended to be because of chemistry, duane chemistry between the hosts, as much as anything that they discuss. It's all, it's like they're old friends, and that I'm part of something. So yeah, the the ones that I wanted to talk about. Let's get the uh, the first one I wanted to mention is uh, the the I think ah yes, this is interesting because it's another it's another two-handed one, and it's another kind of part work. It's called the old Doctor Who show, not the Doctor Who show the old Doctor Who show. And it's hosted by Dan Johnson and Erica Grissom. And it's been going for around six years. And these two guys, these, these friends, every three weeks, they put one of these shows out, meticulously every three weeks. And uh, they record a review of a classic story. So again, nothing, nothing that's going to frighten the horses. There's nothing remarkable or different in that. But what makes this particularly interesting is that these guys, they were, I think they'd come to the show during, specifically during the new Doctor Who era. They're both based in the States, discovered the show through Netflix. And so originally they would choose the stories they were going to watch based on what was available just on, uh, just on Netflix and other places. So they were working their way specifically through the classic show because they loved the new series so much. And, and they knew so little about it. That is the joy of the old Doctor Who show. These guys, they don't do any research. They don't hit up Wikipedia. They don't even come into the reviews with copious notes. All they come with is their friendship, their senses of humour... A few bits of feedback from their audience they harvest sort of early reviews and recommendations from their various social media arms so they bring those comments in and there's a wonderful interactivity there too because they're often regular contributors and as the reviews go along they watch the story and then they come to record their review and they still they still sort of come with their really quite raw reactions so if they miss bits beats to the plot, both of these guys, both Dan and Eric, they'll happily say, "Oh, I didn't quite get that." And if one of them didn't, the other one often will, and they'll correct one another, and they'll take the Mickey out of one another, and uh, they they mispronounce names of actors and all manner of things that normally make Doctor Who fans cross themselves. And these guys genuinely don't don't care. They don't stand on the formality for them. That which they are sharing, their their gift, is their literal discovery of the classic show in this sort of piecemeal form. Uh, they've already been all the way through the run of the show. I think there are about 130 episodes into the podcast itself so they've already been through the show through one streaming platform but now I think they've got hold of Britbox which (laughs) which carries a lot more content and some of the some of the missing episodes and some of the animations and things so they're now sort of trying to trying to fill in the blanks but uh, yet it's their friendship that underpins the show and that's why I keep going back to it it's a simple premise and I don't do many of these part work shows because um I think largely because a lot of the stories I already know how I feel about them. And sometimes, sometimes as a content maker, guys, you, you can have two other people's reviews in your head a little bit too much. So I choose carefully the ones that I do subscribe to. And this is this is always one. It chimes a little with what you were saying about new new to who was it there, Philip? So you know it's still new to who even though they, they've been making this show for over six years, that the old Doctor Who show, specifically the old com, they've got their own website too. Cool. Very good. What's Nobody's next? heard of that one? Oh, next one. I have, I, I have heard of it, but I
0: haven't listened uh-huh. to it. So it's definitely one That's I great. should check out.
2: The next one is a show that I only discovered last year. And again, it's another two guys. This is Gary and Adam. And they front the Big Blue Box podcast. I have to look across to make sure I get the name right. <laughs> the Big Blue Box podcast. And this show, as this has been going, yes, yeah, it's 2014 as well. And it's probably the most traditional podcast on my list. It's got a really tight format, great production, and this is This is where people like this, they really irritate me because it doesn't matter what time of year it is or what the subject. These guys are so consistent. They bang out a show without fail every Friday and have done for years with very, very few breaks. I think they they have a day off when it's Christmas Day, something like that. But Gary and Adam are meticulous about this. And, uh, yeah, they've just reached 300 episodes. And, again, mutual respect that they've got. Great chemistry and uh, and... Uh, a slightly less charged friendship shall we say than the guys on the old Doctor Who show Uh, but uh, a very sweet one and they share their love of sort of collecting audio drama funnily enough and collecting merchandise so you you really do get a feel for who these two guys are they talk a little about their everyday lives and the format's straightforward so for the first third of the show they do a news and merchandise catch-up again because it's Every week, unfailingly, the news thing, the rolling news, really, you know, really suits them. So that's for the first chunk of it. Whereas the remainder is a uh, a solid review. And how they do their reviews is they put into rotation episodes of of Doctor Who itself, of Torchwood, and the Sarah Jane Adventure. So it go, goes around like that. In the average month, you'll get you'll get you'll always get a review of whichever is your favorite spin off and a couple of episodes of doctor who in there. So uh, I think there's a lot to be said when when you choose which podcast you're listening to to um I'm all for innovation and creativity and and to be and being eclectic you know I try and experiment on type 40 but there's a, there is a lot to be said for when you hit play knowing precisely what you're going to get and and the familiar familiarity sorry of that but there's there's still a even when something is as, as well oiled a machine as the, the Big Blue Box podcast is, it's still, um, it's still got a coziness, which I think transmits. It's down to the, down to the two guys.
0: Does, does one of those guys have a YouTube channel called The Geek's Handbag? Or am I getting he that He does. Mixed
2: up? That, that's, that's Adam. Yeah. Today yeah. he's walking around the locations to Robot, making me really jealous on Twitter. Git.
0: I think I saw a, a, a picture of him standing in the shower that John Pertwee was in, that's Spearhead right, from Space, yeah. taking a shower. Now that is an interesting place to get a Doctor Who pose.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, he's, he knows no shame, Adam. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, he's <laughs> the geek's handbag on Twitter. I don't think Gary. I think Ga- they have got their own Big Blue Podcast, uh, Big, Big Blue, Big Blue Box Podcast Twitter handle. I'm not sure if Gary's got one on his own
0: okay cool yeah i've listened to a few of those not too many though not too many i can say though that getting a podcast out every week consistently can sometimes be challenging
2: (laughs) it can it can indeed we i always say that we get an episode out most weeks that's that's a douglas Adams style sort of disclaimer that is so you know more often than not we do put out a show a week unless my hard drive goes wrong which has happened quite recently and throwing everything out out into a a rye a little um but yeah we do we do stick to a good schedule of uh, a week to to 10 days at the most with what we do or we try to but we do have little breaks now and again too to to give the the show time to breathe and to give the audience just that a bit of time to miss us, I think. The, uh, the other show I wanted to talk about is called the Nerva Beacon. Have you guys ever heard of this one? I have not. Sounds mysterious, doesn't it? Sounds dark and slightly dangerous, and it is. This this is what I would call a not safe for work podcast. This is uh, this is hosted by Glenn Jakeman and his friend Lee, and they they have additional content from uh, Jenny who is a writer. You might have seen her on Twitter. She posts as Dimensions in Gen. So she contributes to this show too. Now, uh, I'll disclose that Glenn is a a friend of mine, but I've never actually been on the Nerva Beacon. We're we're friends from other things. The the general gist of it is that the Nerva Beacon is part of a uh, a one-man podcast network uh, under the title Back to the 80s. And for over a decade, Glenn has been probably we talk about consistency one of the most consistent podcasters in the pop culture sort of genre in great britain he's been putting out a show called back to the 80s every week all this time they're now into five six hundred episodes but um because he's a major major retro toy animation enthusiast but branching off from that are these other little strands. So if there's not a Back to the 80s show out that week, there'll be a show about DC Comics or one of the other things that Glenn just really, really loves. And he just happens to be a massive Doctor Who fan. So this is a, an irregular show. You never really know when you're going to get a new visit to the Nerva Beacon. I think it's pretty much just whenever he and Lee can get together because they're both massive Doctor Who fans. In fact, she's whenever they can get Doctor- the
0: transmat working.
2: Yeah, I think it's that simple. She's been in Doctor Who. She was in Day of the Doctor. as She talks about now and again, uh, but it's a uh, it's a very a uh, regular show. But it's and it's quite irreverent, and uh, they've got. Uh, how can I how can I describe their sense of humour? Savage, you could say, <laughs> and a little bit schoolboy. Uh, but uh, and and Glenn is um, how can I put this? He's a man with some. He's not afraid to to tell you what he thinks. Straight talking, that's it, yeah. So you get a very unfiltered conversation between two friends. It's very, very frank, very knowledgeable because he knows he's Doctor Who inside out, it's certainly a lot better with uh, with names and running orders the, than I am. But I like the fact, again, that it can be quite eclectic. So they may choose to focus on one story or they may cho- choose to focus on the contributions of one character, say River Song. And they really just do go with whatever they feel like themselves. They decide the topics often live on the show. And so, you know, for all that I was talking about slick production earlier on and editing... Glenn boasts of the fact that he never edits his shows. How's that for being fearless? But I think that because he doesn't edit them and because it is all slightly naughty and uh, a little bit after dark, that's also part of the purer charm of it. It is really like we're listening in on a phone call between two pals who just happen to love, love, love Doctor Who. I believe cool. the show because it's because it's not got its own feed. I think it's kind of one of Doctor Who podcasting's best kept secrets.
0: I must check it out. The Nerva Beacon.
2: The Nerva Beacon. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that I furnish you with links to all of these for the ones that you've not seen. And uh, yeah, lastly, I've got uh, Doctor Who panel to panel, uh, which is uh, yeah, this is a um, a deep dive podcast this is what i'd say falls into the more um more nerdy and specialized side so it's hosted by a guy called jeremy Bennett and he's been doing this since 20 2013 sorry two and um it's specifically devoted kind of kind of how you are on the, with the sirens of audio he's devoted to the comic strip world of doctor who so this is 130 episodes and counting that takes in the entire history of Doctor Who in comic book form, so comic books, comic strips that have appeared in other publications, or or graphic novels, uh, and Jeremy's a massive comic book enthusiast anyway, but also loves his Doctor Who. So so what he does is he doesn't go through anything in order. He uh, sort of cherry picks based on nostalgia value or if titan comics are putting out a new mini series at, at any given time you know he's he'll be covering that he'll be reviewing those there's a new segment on this too you keep obviously got one eye on on the doctor who magazine comic strip which is taking a break at the moment but hopefully that'll be back so he's always talking about that too but um he also has, he's also managed to get over the the lifespan of the show he's got some fantastic interviewees People who I have never heard interviewed before, artists and writers from the comic strip. You know, some some of whom are you know big respected names in the comic book industry. I'm a massive fan of comic books. You know, I work in this field myself in sequential art and storyboarding. So he's had them all on people like Mike Collins and Lee Sullivan, uh, and uh, people like Richard Starkings. You know, the lettering god, Richard Starkings, who you now works works for big comic book publishers in. Uh, in America, that started out on on Marvel UK, but yeah, Jeremy's passionate in his in his pursuit of the material, and unapologetic in how deep dive these conversations go. But if you love the comic strips, if you look, love comic stru- uh, strips and comic books generally as much as I do, as much as Jeremy has, Jeremy does, sorry, then comic book, uh, then uh, Doctor Who comic, uh, panel to panel, there <laughs> can't speak. Doctor Who panel to panel is absolutely an essential listen.
0: Beautiful can't say I've heard that one cuz I've never been a huge fan of the comics personally not even a little one but um yeah. artwork is certainly very important it's, as a, as an audio fan and as a music collector yeah. uh artwork plays an integral part in uh, in in the whole package so I do appreciate the artwork even if well, I don't yeah, appreciate comics so much
2: he's talked about for example those things do you remember when Big Finish with the range first with the main range first started how they'd have that one page feature in doctor who magazine there'd be a a text preview and there'd be a comic strip just a few panels usually drawn by lee sullivan fully enough so he's he's talked talked to lee about about all of that and the tying in to to other mediums so that always comes into it with jeremy too
0: absolutely awesome almost my turn but before we get to me i want to go through a few more comments Stu Gutteridge says that the crinoid podcast gets my vote because of the detail that goes into it with a sense of humor, uh, a good overview so far of the classic year. And I hope in future they look into new who as well. So yeah, I have listened to a few episodes of the uh, crinoid podcast over the time and Jim Cameron, um, they got a sort of a, uh, a quiet dry humor. Those guys that, um, that, that when they do their run throughs of the episodes, it's quite, quite funny to listen to. Um, but I I heard on Twitter Jim made an announcement that uh, Crinoid Podcast is going on hiatus indefinitely, um, uh, due yeah, to I some, saw that. due to a bereavement. So uh, our thoughts go out to you, Jim Cameron. Um, we uh, 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 have appreciated what you've done, and we and we hope uh, things go as well as they can for you uh, from now on. Um, okay, Jeff, Jeff Goddard, who's done the background artwork behind me. If you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, uh, Jeff Goddard, um, he says there are some amazing podcasts out there yourselves flight through entirety, entirety new to who world enough in time trap one, all of time and space. And recently hamster with a blunt pen knife have all become real comfort listens I was a fan of Gallifrey's Most Wanted long before I got involved with the guys too. So he's now part of the Gallifrey's Most Wanted team. Um, And uh, yeah, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for that. I I did start listening to an episode of Hamster with a Blunt Pen Knife today because I hadn't heard it before. uh, And I found that very interesting. I've got to listen to some more. Any of those stand out to you guys?
2: I've not heard of hamster with the Blunt Pen Life, but I've, I've, been looking, I've been looking that up. That's a cool name. I
0: like it. Okay, Mark oh, Cochram. Yeah. We all know Mark Cochram, the human palindrome, uh, all of Time and Space and Nerdology. He's, uh, he's the man behind those podcasts. He says, there are many different qualities that appeal to me about podcasts. I really enjoy the community aspect that some shows have. Uh, one of my favorite shows when I first discovered podcasts was Mostly Harmless Cutaway. I uh, can't say I've ever heard of that one. They had a core of regular hosts yeah. and a revolving door of different guests who would appear on a semi-regular basis. They had a listener's feedback section that uh, had a loyal collection of correspondence, which really made it feel like you were part of the show. These are elements that I have included in the podcast I've been involved in. There's a lot to be said for the chemistry be- between the hosts, and you've said that too, Dan. Um, you can have someone who's very knowledgeable about the subject being discussed, but if there isn't that indefinable spark, it doesn't quite work. Uh, this of course is completely subjective But we're lucky that there's such a huge number of shows around That there is really something for everyone And that is certainly true So yeah, that spark is very important I think you would agree with that Ross Aitken says uh, I would add to my notes Adventures in t- uh, Time and Space uh, Trap 1 Strangers in Space And I'm loving Hamster with a Blunt Pen Knife It's a second one for Hamster with a Blunt Pen Knife So I've got to check this one out a little bit more All right, let's get on to my shows. So my list, we'll start off with the number one show that got me listening to Doctor Who podcasts. And I'm I'm a very late developer when it comes to podcasts. I've come in very late. Uh, Proctor Who was the first Doctor Who podcast I'd listened to because I knew Mark Atkinson through a radio show that I was doing beforehand, and I had had him on my show as a musician. So nothing to do with Doctor Who at all. So I got to know Mark that way. Uh, we connected on Facebook and I got to see his profile picture. He was dressed up as Tom Baker, so uh, when he <laughs> started Proctor Who he I was on his list of people to tell because he obviously knew I was a fan so I've been listening to that from the very beginning uh, I loved the I loved the uh the chemistry between the three of them Craig, Bob, and Mark to start with. I really miss Mark. I I like Mark's kind of, he was kind of like an anchoring type type, uh, influence uh, in in the podcast. One thing that I always had a bugbear about with Proctor Who was the fact that they didn't play enough prog um, because that's what they're promoting. Well, let's hear some prog some more prog. And it was always the soft stuff. I wanted to hear some heavy stuff. So every time I've had the chance, I try and get some more heavy stuff into Prog to Who. Uh, not that I've had many chances, but I, I, I would do that. Uh, and since Mark's left, only left in the last six months for the second time, uh, suki has been on Prog to Who for a couple of years. So I've got to know Suki pretty well and John Aiken too, a couple of fabulous guys. So they've got really good chemistry. Um, it's... Uh, but when Mark was in charge, they kind of held back on the, on the naughty, <laughs> on the, on the naughty words, say. on the naughty <laughs> words. And once once Mark was there, it was like they were let off the leash. Um, but I just love Bob. He's, they're very funny, very funny guys. And um, yeah, I always like to hear what they have to say. I was, so I'm, I'm laughing so was, much
2: because I, I know these guys pretty well as well. I love Proctor <laughs> Who, and I, I, I know I know Suki and Craig in particular. And I've, I've been in touch with Mark through uh, through social media. I, I love this show. I only, I only found this about two years ago, and yeah, I I think it's uh, possibly the best the best British Doctor Who podcast. I I think it's absolutely outstanding, and uh, but yeah, the version of Proctor Who that we get with Bob. Steering the ship is uh, yeah a slightly uh, yeah more after dark remix of the same format, but I w- wouldn't change any of them. I love them to bits. Great stuff. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And there was a period when I was I, w- I was getting a little bit tired of it. Um, and there was a period where Craig was devouring about two. Large vodka and oranges before they actually got into the review section of the show, ah. uh, and so it was becoming quite incoherent towards the end of the show. Oh, and I was Craig, I was, come on, Craig, come on.
2: He's absolutely <laughs> incorrigible. We had we had him as a guest on Type Fourteen. He was sober, but I I had heard the legends. So. <laughs> um, but
0: but but what's good about Craig is that he loves the show, um. But he makes so many mistakes. And that's part of his charm. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You just don't care. <laughs> and you, when Mark was there, Mark would always be in the background saying, no, Craig, it's this. No, Craig, yeah. it's this. And Craig would be talking so loud that he wouldn't hear Mark anyway, so it didn't matter. It was like what you and Mark Cochran were saying in his message before, that chemistry, that spark yeah. is always there in prog Who, and that's what appeals to me. Um, okay, second one. I can't remember how I heard of this one, but something who... Is uh, another podcast I really like. Richard Smith uh, uh, and who are the other guys? Giles and well, I should know the third one. Paul Morris. Uh, he's a big Finnish writer who's uh, been on Sirens of Audio too. Um, they uh, have a really interesting format where he uh, he like they they discuss a, a, an old episode and a new episode, find the connections in between. So it's yeah. uh, it's it's from that something old something new something borrowed something who that's that's his oh, little i get it I get it. and he, he writes a little comedy piece at the start which has got which was my inspiration for me one me too and it's got me in no end of trouble um for doing that um but i really love that format really good discussion one
1: complaint. you had one complaint and you're really whinging about it that's enough to
0: crush me <laughs> it crushed me i still haven't recovered philip um oh. So yeah, something who very, very good to listen to. Occasionally they have some guests on too, and we did have Richard on your first episode, Philip. So you got to meet uh, uh, Richard Smith there, talking about Neverland. So that was, a, that was really fun. Um, the third one I'd like to talk about is Diddly Dumb. Um, the Diddly Dumb podcast is another bunch of eclectic guys who are just really fun to listen to and really funny. Sometimes they talk about topics that I'm not interested in. They had a a series a while back where they're talking about the comic strips so i, I wasn't really engaged in those um but yeah when when uh, doc whom gets his sense of humor going and his little skits going throughout uh, the uh, the episodes i really enjoy those so have you
2: heard much of diddly dumb dan yes i have uh, little bits here and there i again i hadn't heard of that one until last year and i've sort of dipped All in right. with it that's what i would classify if you're listening guys as a ramble <laughs> <laughs> so they they say, or oh, Rob, if you if Rob's listening, he'll tell you off of this because yeah, I I listened to their their um their overview of the Sylvester McCoy era. Half an hour it took you guys to get into the subject, half an hour. But because uh, I think the actual show was like another two two and a half hours. But um yeah, there it's the dynamic, it's the friendship, it's that one feels like you're kind of overhearing a conversation in the snug of a little pub somewhere with a with an open fire. And uh, obviously they're all v- uh, very... Um, I was impressed by their language, the vocabulary. I had to look up look up a couple of the words, guys. Uh, but yeah, it was some, I've only listened to about half a dozen of them, but I did enjoy it. It's certainly what I'm g- going to be going back to. I've not heard something... Was it Something Who? I've not yes, heard that who? one, so I'll, I'll go and look that up.
0: Yeah, so Paul Morris, who's in something who I should shout out to to another podcast that he's on called the Missing Episodes Podcast, which is really fascinating. I've heard that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Paul Morris is also on on something who. Um, so the fourth one I want to talk about is Gallifrey's Most Wanted, which is a US-based podcast uh, with Ross Aitken, and I can't remember the the other girl's name. Vic, I think it's Vic. I don't know what a surname is. Um, but that's really cool. Just a couple of mates talking about what they love. And I love uh, Ross's passion for Doctor Who. And he's another one who's... Um, we've had him on Sirens of Audio because he loves his big finish. And he's had us on his podcast too. So um, doing doing the mutual guest sharing between podcasts is always fun. It's always fun. I like that.
2: Yeah, I love doing that So,
0: And last but not least is... Strangers in Space. So I'll give that one a mention. And I think I came across that one because I saw JR's name uh, mentioned a lot on Proctor Who's comments. So I thought I'll check out JR and what he was doing. And I came across Strangers in Space that way. And before it became Strangers in Space, he was,
2: what was it called? Uh, It was called the Blue Box podcast. That's right. Because he was on Star with Starburst, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and... some, for some reason, they stopped calling it calling it that, and they went to Strangers in Space. But I find this an interesting bunch of guys as well. Um, they usually deal with particular seasons. Sometimes they'll mix it up with movie reviews, things like that. And um, Jr's got some very strong opinions about certain things, and sometimes I agree, and sometimes I don't. But he's um, he's very. I find him very easy to listen to. Um, so I often find, and I, I like, I like that sometimes the uh, the banter between between him and um, and, and Matt Barber, uh, it's it's fun to listen to as well. So, "Strangers in Space" is number five on my list. So that gives us a, a a sort of a a figure of fifteen podcasts that we can that that we've recommended. The ones that you chose, Dan, were interesting yes. because I hadn't heard most of those so that yes, interesting when we, to listen to
2: when we sort of traded lists to make sure that we weren't, there wasn't going to be any repetition on the show i was pleased to see there was obviously obviously there's a couple you know that you both listen to particularly proctor who and uh i was about radio free scar and all that sort of thing but yeah i i do i try to um i listen to a lot of podcasts various different subjects and of and of course, I love Doctor Who podcasts. Otherwise, I wouldn't be making one. I've got immense, I've got immense respect for anybody who takes the time to do that, for the reasons that, that Rob mentioned in his in his feedback earlier on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've recommended four and my own, which I know is a little bit cheeky, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a wonderful space. It is a great community to be part of, and I do feel that as a medium, it's constantly evolving. You know, and and those of us who make the content i i i think philip that it, if that we evolve with it you know I, I was you you're talking about the um the flash cast that you guys are doing and it's the same with me doing both type 40 and type 40 live my god dude two effectively doing the two shows but they're two very different beasts and uh, they they ask sort of different things of me and and i think they've got some of the same audience there's some crossover but there's one of them is more geared towards YouTube and one's geared towards traditional podcatchers. I've found the two, the two domains are really quite different. A lot of people just only consume YouTube and they don't understand how podcatchers work or they're very reluctant to get into podcasts. Um, But yeah, so I found myself sort of branching out already. And and sometimes I combine the two things, but um, yeah, I've, I've been doing it for three and a half years and uh, I, it, it feels like I've barely scratched the surface well, in talking about it, and creatively. And I, I think that the the medium itself too is constantly evolving. And and um, I did hear a while people say how oh, that podcast podcast is done, you know, YouTube. What is what's important, or um, or Twitch is what's important, or TikTok, just ten seconds of something, and all of those things well, probably important in their own right. And and TikTok, even that 10 seconds, is probably an art form in itself. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't think podcasting is going anywhere, Philip. I, I genuinely think this is going to be around for a fair old while yet. Uh, and the only thing that is likely to change is more that in which the way that podcasts are delivered. So obviously we've seen uh, iTunes has given way to Apple Podcasts and and various other things. We've seen the rise of Spotify, and I think the the land will continue to shift, and podcasters may indeed come and go. There's probably a life a lifespan to most shows, except you, Stephen Warren, <laughs> Chris, um, except them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm loving being part of it. I love being part of the community, and uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me on to talk about it, guys. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, love yeah a pleasure. Thank you.
0: You have been listening to the Sirens of Audio, episode sixty one the podcatchers with your hosts philip edney and dwayne bunny with special guest the accursed dan hadley check him out on the type 40 podcast if you must theme music by the jackpot golden boys email address is sirensofaudio at gmail.com for all podcasts youtube and social media locations visit sirensofaudio.com. Be sure to listen to only the highest quality audio drama and destroy those prattling podcasters!